the expectation or how he wants to provide for me or like do something for me, it doesn't match up with what my need is in that moment. It's my responsibility to let him know instead of being grumpy and irritated and giving him attitude. I know you are doing the best that you can right now. Your relationships matter to you. You are important. And yet over time, we get stuck. We get lost or we stop showing up as our true self. We get hung up on the stories we tell ourselves, the comparisons, or feeling like we are not good enough. I'm Not Your Shrink is a podcast aimed at helping you feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live a life that is in line with what matters most to you. I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife and mother to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Let's dive in. Hey there, and thank you for clicking play and choosing to spend your time with me today. I acknowledge that pulling up a podcast is you deciding to enter into someone else's world. And so I love that you are joining me here. And if you have a moment after today's episode, click the stars, leave me a review. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode. I read every single one of your reviews. and I love knowing that something we talk about today resonates with you. And it's also one of the best ways that people can find this podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you. And I know I'm pretty sure I say that about every session, and that's because I am so grateful to be having these conversations and bringing them to you. Today, I'm sitting with Renee Rena. She is the host of the top-ranking podcast, The Mom Room, and she hosts a podcast where she covers the hard and taboo topics. Her and I talked many times already on her podcast, and she just asks the questions that you really wish that mom friend would ask. So I know that today is an episode where we're going to really dive into a specific piece around the mental load and communicating with your partner. I hope you enjoy today's session. Renee, I'm so glad that you are back on the podcast with me. Your episode, so for people who haven't listened, this is episode three, oh, episode two on season three has oh. been one of the top, well, right now we're in season four, but your episode about sleeping in separate rooms has been one of the top downloaded episodes. Wow. And that is because people are like, we just need to know, is it okay? Can we do this? And yeah, I, I just really want to say thank you for that conversation because I know I got so many messages saying thank you so much for normalizing this experience. Mm-hmm. I think people feel like shame, embarrassed. They don't tell other people because they worry what other people are going to think. But then when you put it out there just in a casual way, like I do you see comments roll in. That's like, me too, me too. Oh me my too. God, me too. Yeah, exactly. Too. Okay, so let me have this me too moment with you and which is our conversation today. And I think it's a really specific piece around the mental load that sometimes people don't even identify what it is. And then also, I don't think our partners understand it. So this is your pancake gate. Okay. And I remember seeing, I don't know if it was a real, I can't remember what it was, but you're talking about why you didn't want your husband to make pancakes on Saturday. On Saturday morning. On Mm -hmm. Saturday morning. And I remember being like, me too. 
Yeah. Do you want to give the like short of it? I'll give the context of where I was at during that time. Um, So this was during quarantine where this all kind of came about, which is where a lot of what I talk about and situations and the examples that I give are from quarantine. Because in my mind during quarantine, I was basically a stay-at-home mom. My husband was working outside of the house because he's a physician and I was home with Milo. He was 18 months old all day. I had the added... Uh, just acknowledging where you were in your world even before that. Like you had just finished your dissertation. You defended your dissertation yeah. three days before the world shut down. He, he was, was in daycare. daycare. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was like I had a, a different life completely. So the reason I'm so passionate about passionate about a lot of these topics is because I think it's so generalizable to so many stay-at-home moms. And I just feel for them because for the most part, people are like, I can't not like complain, but I can't basically say, for example, with the pancakes, I can't say, I don't want you to make pancakes because what that's implying is that I don't want to do the childcare anymore. And like, <gasps> like moms can't say that, you know, like you want to break from doing childcare or like, you don't want to be next to your child. Like what's wrong with you? Right. So it's this like inherent script and messaging that women receive that you should always want to be with your children and not always beside them, but that you should also be joyful and happy and loving every moment. Exactly. So what would happen during quarantine? My husband would work during the week. I was home with Milo. And then all of a sudden, Saturday morning rolls around and I'm like, yes, like finally... I have another adult, like my husband's going to be home, like things are looking up, like my day is going to be completely different from the Monday to the Friday. But it wasn't because I would, we would wake up, come downstairs, have coffee for like five minutes. And then my husband would get up and start doing stuff around the house, whether that be making pancakes, um, going downstairs and putting laundry in going in the garage, doing recycling. And in my mind, I'm sitting there irritated now and I'm annoyed. And I'm like, okay, Renee, like, let's try and understand why you're feeling this way. Because on paper, he's doing really good things. Mm. You know, I always get met with like, oh my God, I wish my husband would make pancakes. I wish, you know, and it's like, Let's not That's do not the comparative. Yeah, let's not do the comparative suffering, right? Everybody has their different experiences. Yeah. And and you in that moment, which you know, I, I can relate to. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my own version of the pancake one after, but this is this is that moment where it's like, what 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 just happened? Where where did my co-parent go? And how did I end up being parent A? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Default parent. Default, like she felt. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a conversation about it and then it was a non-issue, but in his mind, like he didn't understand, you know, but really when you're doing childcare tasks, basically 24 seven, Monday to Friday on Saturday, it would be nice if you could do something else, you know, for example, I just wanted to sit there and have a coffee. Maybe my husband, he, he wasn't home doing childcare tasks all week. So he doesn't feel the same way because he got to have his half hour commute on the way to work every morning to have his quiet coffee in his car while he drove. Whereas to me on Saturday morning, I just want to be able to chill and have coffee. And if he's 
off in the house doing other stuff, I can't do that now. So it's like, what was my need in that moment? It was not for him to make pancakes. Mm. (laughs) It's interesting when we even think about needs versus expectations, right? Like, and this is even part of that conversation where in some ways your partner was meeting expectation of the let's be equal partners. Let's, you know, he's not just going to be on the couch saying, well, Renee dishes are all you, you go do the dishes, you go do the recycling, you make the pancakes. So in some ways someone could argue, well, he's meeting expectation, which I think that's what a lot of people backfired on you Yeah, or not backfired, but a lot of people fired back to you, which was like, why can't you be grateful? He's making pancakes, but it's the expectations are much different than needs and desires Mm -hmm. and wishes. And you had such a different need on Saturday morning. Yeah. A hundred percent. Did, did he ever tell you what his internal drive was behind the five minute coffee up pancakes, up laundry, up like what? I, I don't know. I'd just be curious if you guys ever went into that. He is an acts of service kind of person mm. like beyond. Okay. And in the majority of situations, it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm so appreciative, you know, but in some situations, like you were saying, the, the expectation or how he wants to provide for me or like do something for me, it doesn't match up with what my need is in that moment. So it's my responsibility to let him know instead of being grumpy and irritated and giving him attitude. We just had a conversation. And of course to him, he was like, wait a minute, like you don't want me to do laundry. I was like, no, <laughs> like just go sit down, please. <laughs> like, I want you to do go. laundry with the 18 month old attached to your hip <laughs> yeah. while I'm two floors above with hot coffee yes. and my book and earplugs in And the door is locked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, if you can do the laundry and do the childcare, yes, that's what I want and need. Yeah. And so what we started to do was, and this made a world of a difference, was kind of on Friday, lay out what both of our expectations were for the weekend. And I've talked about before, like, Saturday afternoons during quarantine in the summer, he would go out and mow the lawn. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I have been in the house, literally in the house all week with Milo. And now I'm back in the house, you know, for a couple hours while he's mowing the lawn. So I like, if we laid out what both of our expectations were for the weekend, like for me, you know what? I would really like to clear out my closet and bring some stuff to the donations. And like, there were things around the house that I thought were a priority as well that I couldn't get done during Mm -hmm. the week while watching an 18 month old. Yes. And similarly, maybe to him washing the car, cleaning the inside of the car is a priority. So, okay. On Friday, let's both kind of discuss like what are some things you wanted to get done this weekend what are some things that I wanted to get done this weekend and then what are things that we want to do together as a family so that you kind of have like a like a loose plan for the weekend and so it's not just like you're blindsided like all of a sudden he's up and out the door and mowing the lawn and I'm like Mm. I wanted to go for a walk or you know so it's yeah that's kind of how we 
it, it cascades the fight though, right? Because then he comes back inside lawns mode and he's happy and he's like, Oh, I did the thing for the house. And you're like, I want to go for a walk. And he says, well, you didn't tell me. And you're like, well, you should know, right? Like there's all of these different layers that then play out between us. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the reason why I connected so deeply with your pancake story was because of my experience with Greg. So this was before the term mental load was really hot and center on social media when my son was born. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, he would have maybe two days off. They, they often weren't on the weekends because he was mandated to work on the weekends. So doing some shift work. And I remember he'd be home and it's so clear for me. It's like this one sunny day in the summer and it's approaching nap time. So first who's managing the clock? Me. I'm managing the clock. Um, I'm looking at my son. I'm holding him. Okay. Cause he, I don't know, was he maybe two months at this point? And then I'm thinking, okay, so I, am I doing nap time? Oh, great. I have to be the holder of nap time. So I'm literally like, Greg, where are you? I can't find you. Nowhere to be found. I end up putting my son down to bed and then go back into the living room. I'm like, where is he? And then he walks by the front window. He's got his earbuds in pushing mm. the lawnmower. <laughs> Yeah. Just getting a suntan, listening to a podcast. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I love what you said about, and, and I mean, in all of our growth, you know, having children really catapults you into these conversations. I, I, I was like, what are you doing? How could you? Why are you? Why are you cutting the grass of all the things? And of course, because that's his time off. He's thinking, what is my to-do list? When can I get this done? And, and I'm pretty sure when he came back in, he said, I saw a window. So I just thought I would get out there. And I'm pretty sure I had thought he just went out to bring out the trash or to grab something. And I expected him to come back in and so that we could share the parenting duties. Um, but he just saw the window and took it. And I, and I couldn't be mad at him for doing that because like you had said, our expectations were just not clearly communicated between us. And neither one of us knew what we needed or wanted in that point. Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. Picture this, you're planning your summer getaway, what to eat, where to visit, what to do, and where to sleep. But what about the comfort of home while you're away? This is something I'm constantly considering because if I'm uncomfortable in my clothing, then I'm more irritated and then things overall just don't feel great. And this is where Cozy Earth comes in. Right now, you can get 35% off with code SHRINK at checkout. Cozy Earth isn't just about creating luxurious bedding and loungewear. It's about elevating and transforming your entire travel experience. Their bedding is so soft and buttery smooth, it beats any hotel sheets I've ever slept in. And Cozy Earth's bedding comes in these adorable totes, making it travel-friendly and hassle-free. These have been my go-to sheets for well over a year now, and they are a must no matter where you go. Plus, their loungewear is perfect for those long flights or car rides. Their temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew ensures that you stay cool and comfy on those long flights. I know not everybody is hitting the road or the skies this summer, and that's totally okay. You can also create your own sanctuary at home, and Cozy Earth has everything you need to make every moment feel more blissful. 
Trust me, once you experience the comfort and quality of Cozy Earth, you'll never want to go back. My pajamas, the kids keep asking why I'm still wearing them. Visit CozyEarth.com, use my code SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, at checkout to get 35% off. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Support for today's episode comes from Loop Earplugs. For so long after having children, I kept wondering why I was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom. The noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom and instead my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using loop engaged to help dampen the sound around me and these loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation i still hear greg i can still hear the kids i love that they are so comfortable and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. And I also, and I don't know if you relate to this as well. It sounds like you probably will. In quarantine, I started to notice that I was always the one, like for example, he just went outside and started cutting the grass. My husband would do the same. He would just go in the basement, start doing laundry. And I'm like, you know, 15, 20 minutes go by. And I'm like, what is like, where did he go? But on the flip side, I would never do that. Like Mm. I would be like, why not? I'm going to go have a shower. Okay. I'll be back in like 10, 15 minutes. You know, I, I have to make this big announcement to the entire household. (laughs) That I am going to be leaving the room and I am not going to be watching Milo and this is when I shall return. So you know what I mean? And whereas he never felt the need to do that. Now, I'm not saying this is a him problem. This is likely a me problem because when I brought that to his attention, he was like, yeah, but you could do that. Like, obviously, I'm going to be watching our child. You know what I mean? And it, it, it is, again, that she felt parent, though. It, it is the internalized beliefs that we grow up having. And these are often messages that we don't even know that we've received. Mm-hmm. But maybe we saw it on TV. I mean, we definitely saw it on TV. Have you guys, did have you and Milo watched Sing? No. Sing? No? Oh, add it to the list. It's, it's such a cute one. It's so cute. <laughs> but there's this, like, perfect example of the two pigs. They're actually the animals. And... The mental load is so blaring right there. And they've it, it is this daddy pig who like comes in numb every day, puts down his briefcase and falls asleep on his wife and has not, no idea that she's even gone joining mm. this concert. And I'm losing my train of thought. But okay, so 
it's just this internalized belief. Nobody ever said to us, you have to always be with the kids. But we get this message from watching shows, from society, from our parents, but also even biologically, right? Because Mm -hmm. we had that protection with our baby for nine months. We were always the ones there watching. So in some ways, I think there's like this evolutionary biological perspective there of you are oh, for sure. there. So I, and I love that you bring that up, Renee, because what's interesting is that you have the quarantine experience and the pandemic with you. And I don't as having both of my children, they were born beforehand. And with my first, I remember struggling to do that, I would I would say, hey, you, you on? Because I want to go have a shower. And then when my second, so the experience is the same, even though you were during the pandemic and I was not with her first. With my second, I actually learned to become, I called myself the shower ninja. And Greg would be like, did you have a shower? I'm like, oh yeah, I did. He's like, oh, <laughs> like you didn't tell me. I'm like, I saw a window and I left. And, and I think because yeah. at that point we had started to have those conversations of, I'm not going to be the default parent here. I'm going to see that you're there and I'm going to sneak away because we're both responsible. Of course, that depends on age and context and who's doing yeah. what at what point. Um, but I think that is such a common experience that somehow we have to ask permission to go do what we want, but our partners don't. Mm-hmm. I know. Once I started to, that's when I started to, I remember the first TikTok that I made and it was like, highlighting that it was like me pretending to be my husband and just like when my husband has to go pee like he just like gets up and goes and then it was like when I have to go pee I'm like telling everybody you know I'm just gonna go to the bathroom uh and yeah since since then like it's something that I have to be aware of and I work on it and now that Milo's four to be honest it's like a whole new life because he can just be independent and it, like I can go have a shower while he's watching a show on my bed or like, mm-hmm. it's like a different world now, but back then not so much. I know something that people will commonly say to me is I don't know how to communicate this with my partner. And I'm, I'm curious how that unfolded for you guys, because it takes two people and it also takes yeah. how you decide to show up in that moment. I, so <laughs> I've always been one to think things through before I bring something to him. So I'm I'm not reactive in the moment. I'm very self-aware. So I used to give the example of being grumpy when he would come home from work in quarantine, even though I wanted him to come home, then all of a sudden he would come home and I was like, why am I so irritated? Um, I never react in the moment. I don't like give him attitude or anything. I usually try and figure out why I feel that way. And usually it's something that seems really simple, but it can feel awkward or like it's awkward to bring it up in conversation because it's like, like with the pancake thing on Saturday morning, it was hard for me to verbalize Like, I don't want you to make pancakes. Well, why? Mm. Because I don't want to watch Milo, like be the only one watching Milo. Because again, it triggers this thing that's like, I shouldn't be saying this. Like, I should just, you know? So my husband around, I should be grateful though, right? Like I should be happy with what you're doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so you, it can be difficult as a woman just in the first place to express a need. Like just that is extremely difficult. And we're, most of us are people pleasers and, you know, it's, it's all of this stuff that we have to kind of break through and just be honest. And for me, my husband is super receptive to things that I say and, he, he can see it. Like once you explain it, he, he can understand like, Oh, okay. And then you can kind of work on how to make changes, but it can be hard to, to bring it up, especially if you have been doing the same thing like day in and day out. And you've just kind of like built up resentment. Like you've let it get to be like a little bit out Mm. of hand or it's grown like the issue then I can see where it would be difficult and it's going to be a shock maybe to them, you know? Yes. Yeah. And when it comes to resentment, we don't get to just, the, the key to tackle that is you can't just kind of whoa, let the whole, like the pot of boiling water explode all over the kitchen or the pot of sauce, right? Like, you know, we can't do that. And we can't go to our partners then saying like, I resent you that you go to work every day and right. Like that also doesn't feel good and move us forward. And it's the, it's those smaller pieces of being able to offload these pieces, whether it's about finding a way to meet your own need or having them step in to meet some of that as well. I think I'm really glad you brought that up because I know so many people feel really stuck in terms of where do I go from here? It's been so long. I've been conditioned to please others and care for others and put my needs last. And even just that simple piece right there of just pause your partner gets home, you're grumpy and annoyed, just instead of, you know, snapping at them or making a snide comment or whatever it is, just pause and be really curious about what's happening there for you. And sometimes that pausing doesn't mean you're even going to talk about it that day, Mm -hmm. but then letting it unfold and seeing what's going on for you. And because I think something that you did really well there, Renee, is like you talked about your experience. Like, this is me. It's not like you're so awful. How dare you make pancakes? Yeah. And this is how, like, whenever I talk about these things on social media, you often get met with, Mm -hmm. with things like that. Like, for example, oh, like I was irritated when he would come home from work. Whoa, what? You don't want him to work? Then you go work then. And it's like, okay, like, back it up. I'm not saying that I want our situation to change. I'm not saying that it should be different. I understand why our situation is the way it is. He's a surgeon. I just finished school. Like I get why we're in this situation. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want it to change. All I'm doing is explaining how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that way. And perhaps there's a way that we can make small changes to alleviate that. And so that both of our needs are being met and we're both happy, you know, like people always like to like, it's it's the, cause you're hitting on some internalized shame from the other person. And so I always say to people, separate it out, right? That your partner has a feeling in need. It's not about you. It's not about your worthiness, right? Like, so, so you go to your husband and you're like, 
I don't want you to make pancakes because holy crap, I really need some time for me. He doesn't, well, this is, this is what tends to happen in our relationships, right? The other partner says, oh, so what? You're, I'm a bad partner. Oh, I can never get anything right for you, right? Oh, you just make breakfast. Forget it. I'm out of here. And like, they storm out, right? And you're like, wait a minute, hang on. What just happened here? <laughs> like, I just, I just didn't want pancakes. I wanted to have 10 minutes of coffee with my book I know. and whatever. And, and now, now he thinks I'm a bad part. Now he thinks I'm saying I'm a bad, like, no, 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 hang on. Right. And we need to separate those pieces, your partner. And like, so if this lands in the other person's ears by chance, this message is for you that if your partner comes to you and says, I need help with the dishes, I don't want you to make pancakes, please. Can you, you know, do whatever it is. Let me mow the lawn. Right. I'm not saying anything about your worthiness and your enoughness. Like you're good and have needs. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's shocking. And often like I talk a lot about these really like nuanced situations that where like I feel irritated, for example, perfect example, the reel I just posted about my husband, like getting ready to leave the house. And he's like, I'm, do you need anything from Walmart? I'm oh going to, I'm going to Walmart. <laughs> and that and, is and not I know, I know this one. <laughs> yeah. And so the whole, like, if people haven't seen it, the whole point of it was like, I get so irritated in a situation like that and stressed out because I feel like I have to mentally scan the entire house, the fridge, like the, like, do, what do we need from Walmart? Because this is the last time we will ever get to go to Walmart ever in our whole life. Like, that's what it feels like to me. So, or it'll again, be so, so hard for you to get there that you won't. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like you've got to like do it perfectly. Scan I need the house everything. Perfectly. Do not yeah. forget anything. <laughs> and so I, I made just a, quickly a TikTok, a reel about that situation, how irritated it makes me and stressed out. And people like, again, this is, I, I wouldn't expect my husband to not ask me if I needed anything. Like, that's just the right thing to do. I do it to him all the time. Like I'm at mm -hmm. Foodland or wherever. Do you need anything? Mm -hmm. That's, that's not the thing. This is a me problem, but so many people want to be like, oh my God, like, and completely blame him or, or think that I'm like a toxic person. Like, what's the matter with you? Like, you're so negative. And I'm like, this is just a nuanced human experience. And like, I am being very self-aware and understanding why that question stresses me out. It's mm. not his fault. It's just, you were this is what's happening. And, and, and this is why, like, mm -hmm. it's just you know, we're just living life in the world. And this is something that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah you, you weren't putting fault on him. Like he shouldn't ask you, how dare he? It was the, my experience is I get so annoyed and irritated at this, which is a completely different message. Right. And you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting. These, the reels you put out are so relatable um, because we all experience it in some way. It, it, it's the humanness that connects all of us, mm -hmm. right? That the reality is there's often one person, often the female who holds the mental load and is working 90 hours a week, right? Like we've seen that from the research with the second shift and all the things. And so a benign question that is well-intentioned from your partner is just hitting on the reality that you have 
um, I want to say like a well of unmet needs, but I don't think that's quite right. It's more of like this, this overwhelming backpack bursting at the seams of bricks on, on top of you. And that Ooh. small little question is just one more thing, right? Yes. It's actually Greg, Greg had, had asked me something the other night. He's like, oh, where's the, and I just looked at him. He's like, I will go find it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> because he caught himself, right? Which is the, it's an innocent, often not malicious behavior of, of being a team. So I, I think what you're trying to say there is acknowledging the me part and how I'm annoyed at it, but then coming to it as a we solution, mm-hmm. um, which could be, you know, having, I, I had commented on that real of yours saying like, yes, we use, well, actually what we used to do is we would like be like, I'm just throwing it out into the universe that we're all out of tinfoil. And then like whoever was doing whatever at the time was like, what did they throw out to the universe? <laughs> That was not effective because our brain power and the number of times we're going to the grocery store and, you know, oh, we forgot tinfoil. Does a neighbor have it? Um, but we uh, we use, it's called Google Keep now. And other people were saying like, yes, I can just say, hey, Google, add tinfoil to the, yeah. to the list, which I mean, yeah, we, we sometimes need systems. Support for today's episode comes from ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life we have to compromise on, like the right way to load a dishwasher or whether those socks are going to stay on the floor for a week. Okay, in all seriousness, but when it comes to your mental health, there is no compromise. So we don't need to go back to that one therapist or one physician who didn't align with what we need just because they're available right now. We don't need to compromise on the care we need for our overall wellness. Instead, this is where ZocDoc comes in. This is a place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. And you can find someone who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your well-being. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. Go to ZocDoc.com I-N-Y-S and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. If I needed this app, this is one that I would be going to. That's zocdoccom slash I-N-Y-S and get the care that you need today. And then the other piece that you had said earlier, I think we should really hit on it, is that Fridays you both meet and say, what does it look like this weekend? Which is eliminating unmet expectations and yes. also operating your relationship like a really good team. Think of how many times we meet with our business partners all the time, every week. Yeah. Like, what are we doing this week? Like what's on the schedule? You know, instead of just waking up Saturday morning and you both have these expectations for Saturday that don't jive. And Mm. now someone's going to be upset, you Mm. know? So yeah, definitely recommend just finding that way to come together, right? So how can we then have this meeting? And I think sometimes what people will often say when I talk about have a daily meeting with your partner or a weekly meeting, they'll say, oh no, my partner's never on board for that. They don't want to. It doesn't have to be this formal, I have, you know, agenda items A through Z today, but rather, <laughs> you know, um, what, what's your wish for this weekend? And you're just kind of, maybe you're finishing the dishes or you're sitting down before you turn on your favorite show and just put it out loud 
so that you can both, and what I like about that, Renee, and it's so important is that you get to see a little bit of the inside of that person rather than some point on the weekend, they're like, oh, I got to run out to get X, Y, Z. And you're like, but, but I, I thought that I'd get out for my walk and that I was going to do mm-hmm. the thing now and sort through the clothes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can make a plan like, oh, you were going to run to Walmart. Well, why don't we all go for lunch before that? And then we'll stop at Walmart when we're done. It's like, just becomes so much more efficient. Um, even now, like I started going to Pilates. So my husband always has to go to the hospital Saturday mornings. So we make a point, like I'll go to the earlier class. If he has to go to the hospital, then I'll come home. He can go to the hospital, come back. And then it's like just having a plan. So everybody can get things done that they want to get done. And you can do things as a family. Yeah, that plan and flexibility. I, I'm thinking of the other. So one of my mental load reels took off both on TikTok and Instagram. And it's like when your partner asks you, how can I help? Which is similar to the, do you need anything at mm-hmm. Walmart? Right. Um, and the comment that often came back was like, oh, I could never do it right. Or I can't get it perfect. Or um, yeah. And the, just this, a lot of stuff just gets thrown in there. I lost my train of thought. Did Was this it? from men, the comments? Yeah. From men? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- that's like a huge, that's like another mental load thing that people talk about a lot. Like, how can I help? And you don't necessarily want to have to delegate tasks. You want someone that is an equal partner. Because once you're now delegating what you want someone to do, there's another thing under your like umbrella of, you know, now you're managing another person. And oftentimes I think moms would just be like, oh, it's easier for me to just do it than to sit here and explain how to do it, which is why I always say, if you can't up and leave your house for like three days mm-hmm. and and your partner can just like you know, step into your role and take over, then there's a problem. Yeah. And I remember I got this comment the other day. It was around this situation. And that's what I was saying. She was like, sometimes with our schedules, with, um, it was about being the default parent with our schedules and his work and blah, blah, blah. Like, I do most of the childcare tasks because that's just what works for our family situation. And I was like, I get that. I'm in a similar situation. When my husband's here, it's 50-50, but he works a lot. So oftentimes, you know, like I drive my little school every day. Like I do some things every day. But the difference is I can leave and I have left. Like I was away for 10 days in November. I did not do one thing to prepare for me leaving. I packed my suitcase and I went to LA for 10 days and my husband did everything. So he can easily step into my shoes, mm-hmm. you know? And like a lot of people say like, well, he does, you know, shovels the driveway. He does the yard stuff. He does this. And I do all like the childcare stuff. Perfect. But if he were to up and leave, you could easily step into his role. Yes. It doesn't, you know, it's yes. not rocket appliances to like 
uh, shovel a driveway and do that stuff. Like we can easily step into their role. Mm -hmm. Can they step into your role? Do they know the children's routines? Do they know what they eat? Do they know, like, do they make their meals, give them bath time, bedtime? Like, can they comfort them when they're upset? Like, that's the important piece. Like, can they step into your shoes? So that's my spiel on that. I think, so I asked Greg to teach me how to mow the lawn before kids yes, actually, before I too. turned 30. Before I turned 30, I said, I feel like this is the life skill I need in my 20s. We grew up in a family where my father didn't want his two daughters Same. to mow the lawn, right? So, okay, we didn't. But it felt like a life skill for the reason of if Greg were to ever leave for an X amount of time and the grass is starting to get a little long and the neighbors are walking by, <laughs> right? Um, but I, I love that you said that because you also said something in there that I, I want to repeat, which is when he's here, it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. And it's like this respect that you show up that we're both contributing in here. It's not a, I worked all week and mm-hmm. I brought home all the money. So then therefore when I get home, I'm not going to parent. I drank that. I drank from that cup, but I'm not going to pick it up because I don't do dishes, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. and this is one of the common struggles that I see uh, heterosexual couples bump into, which is that like we get into this like ego of whose work is more important and who mm-hmm. is doing the heavier lift and who is more tired rather than being collaborative, rather than being a team and being flexible. And I just, I just had to repeat that to you. I don't know if you caught yourself saying that, but like when he's here, it's 50, 50. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. the team thing, perfect example I wasn't sleeping at all last week. I had a night where I barely slept and I was every once in a while I would story on Instagram and I was like, WTF, like, why am I still awake? And it was like two in the morning, whatever. My husband got up the next morning. He probably watched my stories, saw that I didn't sleep. He made Milo's lunch. He made Milo's breakfast. I had turned off my alarm. So I like stroll downstairs at 8 a.m. and everything's done. Because he knew that I didn't sleep. And I was like, what a gem of a human. Like, that is teamwork. Like, I usually every day make Milo's lunch, give him breakfast. I do all that while my husband's getting ready for work. Mm. But on this one day, like, I didn't sleep. I was a mess. I was a zombie. He filled in. Like, that is teamwork, you know? That, so. that is an incredible example of teamwork, of turning towards you, of like seeing in that moment, oh, I looked at your stories. Oh, I saw you didn't sleep. You always have a choice in those moments. I could turn away and do nothing and, you know, oh, good luck. Hey, don't forget to wake up, right? I'm leaving. He could turn towards you unkindly, which is like, oh, I can't believe you slept in and I have to make the lunches now. But instead he turns towards you, right? That's what that's what the Gottmans talk about. Turn towards your partner, see what they're struggling with, have compassion. Yeah. And just, you know, you would do that for your teammate if you saw them struggling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what happens is Ooh. in couples, they build up resentment towards each other. Mm-hmm. So they don't like these acts of service and like being kind and like a teammate, like mm-hmm. that kind of goes out the window. And so it just snowballs. Yes. So now I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, let's find our action points. Our action points here would be one, find some small need to carve out today or tomorrow. It, whenever you listen to this episode, carve out a small need. And I like to remind women, mostly women listeners, that 
if your partner's upset that you're going to go and take the shower, that's okay. They're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to take your shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say? What's that action? (sighs) To try and not feel guilt. Mm -hmm. And like, I still struggle with this. For example, if I'm like, hot, like I was having a really bad day, really bad evening. And my husband was like, just go downstairs. Like, don't worry about bath time, bedtime, like just go downstairs. So usually I wouldn't because I feel guilty. I feel like I have to be there. Like it's odd for me to just go into another room, go down in the basement, start watching a show when I know my husband is upstairs, like doing bath time and bedtime. Like that's really hard for me. But that is something that I would stress to people to work on is like, Mm -hmm. like you just said, go and do it and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I always have to remind myself of that. So I did end up going downstairs, but I was like, okay, like I'm just going to watch my show. Like this is okay. Like I'm having a difficult day. This is okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's the idea of doing something so many times that the discomfort ends up dissipating over time, right? And that mm-hmm. that's what we need yeah. to do to work through guilt, to ride through it instead of listening to it, which continues to feed into it. Because every time you say, no, no, I'll stay up here. And I used to do that, Renee. I used to, you know, do the self-sacrifice, martyr myself and be like, no, I'll stay up here. No, okay. Oh, you're doing bedtime. But then I'd clean the dishes and then I'd change the sheets and then I'd fold the laundry. And then I'm just as exhausted rather than giving yourself that full permission of, okay, I'm good. I can do this. I feel guilty and I can still do this. Yeah. And everything's going to be fine. Thank you, Renee, for sitting with me again. It's such a gift to have these conversations. I loved being able to connect with you both on your podcast and here. So where can people find you? Yes. um, On Instagram and TikTok at Renee Rena with the little underscore at the end. And the podcast account is at the mom room podcast. And the podcast is obviously called the mom room and you can get that uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. (laughs) I will put that in the show notes so you can find it. Be sure to go check out the mom room podcast and Renee over on Instagram. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. I will leave you with one last thought and that is examining your own expectations and also the needs in your relationship and remembering that you and your partner are two separate people and that you come from two different experiences and now our jobs are to co-create when it means to be in a partnership together. One of the biggest mistakes we make in our relationships is that we view them through our own lens, our own beliefs and perceptions, and we can really start to shift the dynamic in our relationship when we begin to open this dialogue. If you are feeling stuck in terms of how to do this with your partner, be sure to check out my online program, Be Connected. It is an online space where I teach you how to drop out of those negative communication patterns, identify your triggers, and change those old cycles so that you and your partner can start healing old wounds, talk about what the important stuff is, and ultimately so you can feel closer and to remember why you said yes. Be Connected has 12 core lessons, several online teachings, all of my webinars and masterclasses are inside the program. And the best part is I make sure that this is affordable and accessible for you. The lessons are on demand. You download the guides and then you join me in my live Q&A call. You ask your question, I answer all of them, and I work through those stuck points with you. 
To check out more, go to drtracyd.com forward slash join. I know that you are the person who wants to prioritize your relationship and feel more like a team again. All right. I am wishing you a great rest of the week. And until next time, take good care of you. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for the care from a licensed mental health care practitioner.
What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.